Good afternoon, this is Dwayne from the Common Sense Party Podcast. It's Memorial Day. Hope you enjoy your holiday. Are you, is democracy under fire? Let's get it. Green Lantern was his oath. Uh, yes, it's democracy on the fire today. Today is Memorial Day. Thank you. Salute the troops. Uh, rate us, review us on Google Podcasts. You can reach us at the Common Sense Party at gmail.com or you can direct us at Instagram. All right, is democracy on the fire? Uh, well, Start out with Texas Democrats pull epic last minute move to save state elections. Yeah, by reading this story, the Texas Democrats pulled off a dramatic last ditch walkout in the state House of Representatives on Sunday night to block passage of one of the most restrictive voter voting. voting bills in the U.S., leaving Republicans with no choice to abandon the midnight deadline and declare legislative session is initially over. Uh, That was a great move by the Democrats in, in Texas, no doubt, so they need to get it together in Washington because it's just insane what they're doing. So let's get some audio of that walkout. Let me be clear. The stakes could. There are 86 A's, zero nays. The motion to excuse fails for lack of quorum. We take an oath at the beginning of session and we collect per diem per day to be here on the House to look to do our job on behalf of almost 30 million Texans. Am I seeing that we don't have a quorum and 
Essentially, it looks to me like the Democrats left the House floor and they're neglecting their duty that they swore an oath to, make, to do. Mr. Tenderholt, that's not a proper parliamentary inquiry. Not every person left the floor is part of a party or not. Thank it, you, Mr. Speaker. Yep, they was pissed. They were really, really pissed that they walk out. And it was a good move on their part. Uh, the revolt is one of the Democrats' biggest protests to date against the GOP efforts efforts nationwide to impose stricter election laws and use the spotlight to urge President Biden to act in a voter right. Yeah, Biden and they need to pass H.R. 1. But the victory was so much live because Republican Governor Greg Abbott, who had declared the new voting laws are party in Texas quickly announced he would order a special session to finish the job. He called the bill's failure deeply disappointing but did not say when he would draw lawmakers back to work. It is just insane. That dude is the same dude who's trying to pass a law where no one can stop. We'll go later on but he's passing a law where anyone can get a can walk the gun walk the streets of Texas with a gun. No permit, no training. What an ass. Uh, the story made this story made feel good to show Democrats strength by stopping SB seven or Texas Voters Procession passage of SB seven, which would be would have introduced several changes like the closure of drive through voting, new limited voting hours on Sunday seemed confident before the walkout. The Texas State Senate even approved the measure early Sunday morning, adding a last-minute edit that would have made it easier for a judge to overturn the election. Yes, the Republicans are definitely trying to steal the elections, not only in Texas, in Georgia, Philadelphia, all across America. So we need to stand up and get together because this is crazy. Did you know Biden only could have... Only won by public in combined 44,000 votes in those handful of states. So, yeah, man. As for Georgia, we need to get the people out to get IDs now because midterms is right around the corner. And they're going to try to suppress the law. And we'll be right back. And we're back. That's right. Rate us, review us. At Google Podcasts or wherever you get your podcast information, you can send us an email at the the Common Sense Party Pod at gmail dot com or hit up on Instagram. All right, on to our next story, which is the filibuster. All right. Some of you may not know what the filibuster is, so we're gonna go ahead and we're gonna go ahead. Here's what it is, and here's why it stinks. For a vote on a bill to take place, a few things have to happen. One, a bill is brought to the floor. Two, senators debate the bill. Three, senators end debate. Four, senators vote on the bill. Majority wins. That's the way the founders intended it to go, at least. Here's the hitch. 
1806, Aaron Burr. Yes, the one who killed Alexander Hamilton in a duel. Aaron Burr said that the Senate had too many rules and should get rid of some. One rule that got tossed in the trash can, the rule that said any senator could propose a vote that would cut off debate. That means this step could, in theory, go on forever. For years, business generally went on as usual, but then, Senator John Calhoun realized he could exploit this rule change to seize more power for southern slaveholding states by filibustering. In 1917, President Wilson, tired of a Senate that was obstructing more than voting, pressured the Senate to pass a rule to make sure that debate wouldn't hold up voting forever and ever. The Senate responded with a rule called Rule 22 also called a cloture vote. It looked like the other rule that Aaron Burr had thrown in the trash can except for one enormous difference. To end debate, Rule 22 required a supermajority, or two-thirds of the Senate. Now, a small minority in the Senate could force a bill to get through two votes, a supermajority vote to end debate and a simple majority vote to pass the bill. It made no sense. The year after the Senate established Rule 22, an anti-lynching bill was introduced. A small group of senators hell-bent on upholding white supremacy decided to flex the new rule and filibuster the legislation. The law, which would make the heinous act of hanging black Americans by trees a crime, took a hundred years to break a filibuster, and it still isn't law. During the Jim Crow era, Southern senators continued to use the filibuster as a tool to block civil rights legislation, and only civil rights legislation. Today, the filibuster is more common than ever, and Mitch McConnell can use it as a veto on almost every bill Democrats want to pass. Right now, H.R. 1 is sitting before the Senate. It expands voting rights, reforms campaign finance laws, and limits partisan gerrymandering. Woohoo! It already passed the House, and it deserves a vote in the Senate. But because of Rule 22, a bill has to get through two votes in the Senate. A supermajority vote to stop debate, even though debate is not required or even happening and then a simple majority vote to pass the bill. Like I said before, it makes no sense. Even after an historic election where Americans voted for Democrats to control the White House, the Senate, and the House, the filibuster gives Mitch McConnell a veto on policies that the American people support. When a minority has this much control over the majority, voters are silenced. We need to get rid of the filibuster to keep our democracy. All right, with that explanation, you would understand that Joe Manchin and whatever her name is in Arizona, they are the ones who are keeping the filibuster alive. The filibuster is not good for America. And those people who are clinging on to it yes they are unwillingly supporting racism
or classism or whatever you want to call it because if it takes a simple majority the minorities in control of the the senate and they mucking up the works because guess what nothing can get passed and guess what's coming up midterms that's what I said Joe Manchin needs to be primaried and the Democratic Party needs to wake up midterms election less than a year away and Republicans will use the inability to pass the law into midterm in the midterms to gain more seats in the House even went back to the Senate guess what the GB blocked the riot probe displaying loyalty to Trump so Senate Republicans on Friday blocked creation of a bipartisan bill to investigate the deadly January 6th attack on Capitol Hill, displaying continuing party loyalty to former President Donald Trump and firm determination to shift the political focus away from the violent interaction by the GOP supporters. Uh, Senate vote was 54 to uh, 35. Six short of the 60 needed filibuster to to take up a House pass bill that would have formed an independent 10-member commission evenly split between the two parties. It came a day after emotional appeals from commission for the commission of the pol- from the police who fought the mob and family officers who died. The lawmakers of both parties who fled capital chambers in the attack were in the building in two centuries. The Republican Party are trying to not form this commission because guess what? They are partly responsible and they're not gonna incriminate themselves. So what the Democrats need to do is, what they're gonna do, they're gonna form a commission that would do it independently and then they're gonna, the Republicans are gonna use the stall tactic of yeah, spending taxpayers' money to a gotcha moment and what they did for who? Benghazi. The Republicans did the same thing for Hillary Clinton to drive her numbers down so she wouldn't win the presidency. Um, again, Democrats are coming to a knife fight, sorry, a gunfight with a knife. They need to get rid of Manchin and I guess the Cinnabon, what Cinnabon, whoever her name is from um, Arizona, because they are against the f- we, uh, removing the filibuster. Once the filibuster has been removed, America can can go on to be the prosperous place that it needs to be. But guess what? The corporations that fund those those senates or senators, that's what we got to get rid of lobbyists. HR one voter reform get the get it out of the corporations and back to the people the top one percent is running the country not the people you always hear biden saying all his bills have bipartisan support but the right partisans is the ones that don't matter because the people might like it but those 50 or 60 Whatever senators in the Senate, they're not bipartisan. They they want to hold on to power as much as possible. Again, rate us, review us at Google Podcasts, and we'll be right back. And we're back. 
This is the Common Sense Party Podcast. Rate us, review us at Google Podcasts, every podcast you get. Uh, on to our next po- topic. Ted Cruz sucks. Yes, that jackass really sucks. Ted Cruz says that children can utilize a gun in the self-defense. Don't they understand that if you pass a bill that allows unlicensed, untrained persons to walk around with a gun, violence will go up? Yes, there are cases where children defend their parents uh, when they know how, when they're properly trained, but you're giving a blanket rule to, to people. The people can say that they never want uh, government interference but the government is there for a reason all right house bill 1927 would nix the requirement for texas residents to obtain a license to carry handguns if they are not prohibited by the state or federal law from opposition of processing gun uh, that means if you're a violent offender, that you that's the only reason that you won't be able to carry a gun if you have a, a past criminal history. The compromise keeps intact many changes the Senate made to the House bill to assuage concerns from the law enforcement community, including striking a provision that would have barred officers from questioning people based on only on their possession of a handgun so you know what that means you can walk down the street with a handgun and cop couldn't stop you again they're giving a blanket state by blanket law to people the everyday citizens no background check no no mental check no nothing in texas I am a gun advocate. Every everyone should have the right to to own a gun as long as they're properly trained how to use this gun. Self defense, whatever. But you cannot create a law that that just blankly gives show smo who might be what mentally ill, beating on his wife, give him the option to own a gun. And that's just poor leadership, and we need to fix this. Yes, I know the Second Amendment gives you the right to own a gun, but everybody is not entitled to own a gun. I don't care what you say. Everybody should not own a gun. And since they don't, since they don't want to go through the background checks that's needed to make sure that everybody's mentally healthy to use a gun. Because I know in certain states you have to go through basic training to get a gun, but in this would actually take away even the minimum. That's the that's the bare minimum of owning a gun. All you have to be is what? I don't even think you have to be 18. Uh, this law. You can actually walk walk down the street like it's the Wild Wild West. And we all know what happened in the Wild Wild West. Yes. It's just crazy. I remember there was a shootout in Texas uh, at a Hooters with a biker gang. But like again, Ted Cruz is an idiot. Yes. And he is he is funded by the gun lobbyists, the ore lobbyists in Texas. 
And we need to get him and any other lobbyists out of power. Okay, this is the Common Sense Party Podcast. Read us, review us. Uh, reach us on IG or email us at Gmail. And we'll be right back. And we're back. Uh, rate us, review us at Google Podcasts, the Common Sense Podcast. You can email us at the Common Sense Podcast Pod at Gmail or hit us up on IG at the Common Sense Podcast Pod. Um, before we move on to our next story, um, Naomi Osaka, uh, she is the first. Japanese professional tennis player that has been ranked number one by the Women's T- Tennis Association to hold that in singles and she withdrew from the French Open due to mental um, I think it's I guess mental I don't know what that mental health there you go the word I was looking for was mental health uh, because uh, I, I see her the press is really, I guess she think the press is hard on her or on athletes altogether just to, to get them going. But you always got to make a stand for yourself. I applaud her. I, I support it. So if she wants to take some time off, uh, we can go ahead and applaud the young lady for doing that. She is biracial. She is Japanese and of Haitian descent. So good for her she's standing up for herself she said fuck the money my mental health is better and on to our main story tonight our main story tonight is the Tulsa race massacre I know a lot of people have not heard of this because it was kept a secret for a while you've seen it in Watchmen Watchmen uh, with uh, Regina King. That one really put it on the map for most people because he's not teaching it in in, um, in school nowadays because of critical race thinking. Because white people think if you remind them of what they did, they got to pay for it. But it's whatever. And here's a short piece from a documentary, The Massacre of Black Wall Street. Something terrible happened here. And for decades, people didn't talk about it. I was an adult before I ever heard about it. It was something that was, was, was hidden. This entire historic community was obliterated. Bodies dumped in rivers, bodies dumped in mass graves. It was an absolute massacre. This story isn't one you'll find in most history books. And almost a hundred years later, the facts of what exactly happened that day are still unraveling. So we're driving in what's known as Black Wall Street. It's where one of the nation's worst episodes of racial violence took place. In 1921, a neighborhood in Tulsa, Oklahoma, called the Greenwood District, was a bustling community of Black-owned businesses. Tulsa locals know that period of Greenwood's history as a kind of golden age. If you can imagine just a, uh, like an old-time downtown, things like um, 
movie theaters, pharmacies, hair salons, and so forth. They called it Black Wall Street. It was a mecca. It was a huge success. But Black Wall Street was also an anomaly. It thrived at a time when the KKK was incredibly active in Oklahoma, and the nation had just been through the Red Summer of 1919, when white mobs murdered black people in dozens of incidents across the U.S. There needed to be a sort of match or an igniter tossed on these embers, and that event was, that trigger event, was an incident that involved two teenagers, Dick Rowland, 19-year-old, Black boy, he shines shoes downtown. Sarah Page, 17-year-old white girl, ran an elevator in a downtown building called the Drexel Building. He went to the building, boarded the elevator. Something happened, Sarah Page began to scream. They both ran out of the elevator. Now, we don't know exactly what happened in this elevator, but a day later, Roland was arrested and taken to the courthouse. The local newspaper ran an article claiming Roland had assaulted Page. Even though Page refused to press charges, the article was essentially a call to action for whites. A large white mob began to gather on the lawn of the courthouse. Dick Rowland was in jail on the top floor. A number of black men, several dozen, marched down to the courthouse to protect him. Some of them armed. There was a struggle between one of the black men in the small group and one of the white men in the larger group. And things sort of went south from, from that point. Hundreds of white people descended upon Black Wall Street, armed. Black residents withdrew behind the railroad tracks that marked off the Greenwood District. Some of them were armed and fought back, but they were outnumbered by the white mob, which shot their way through. The white mob murdered, they looted, and they set fire to Black Wall Street. This was the strategy, if you will, of how to deal with these communities, with these successful black communities. The effects were uh, disastrous. Yeah, man. They pillaged just like they did the Indians. They pillaged just like they did the Mexicans. They pillaged just like they did the Aztecs. Yeah, they came in because of a mis... Nobody knew... The white girl didn't even press charges, but they still came in to, to kill us. When I mean us, yes, I mean black people. And as of today, today marks 100 years. In 1921, May 31st, 1921, the Tulsa Race Massacre took place. For an entire day, mobs of white people killed black people. May, May 31st to June 1st, they killed black people. And the incident goes as this. The Tulsa Race Massacre took place May 31st and June 1st, 1921, when mobs of white residents, many of them deputized and given weapons by city officials, attacked black residents and businesses in Greenwood District, Tulsa, Oklahoma. U.S., alternatively known as the Black Wall Street Massacre. The Greenwood Massacre, the Tulsa Massacre, the Tulsa Program, or the Tulsa Race Riot. It marks the single worst incident in racial, racial violence in American history. The attack carried out on the ground of, and from 
private aircraft destroyed more than 35 square blocks of the district. At the time, the wealthiest black community in the United States, known as Black Wall Street. Yeah, man, they scared of us. No matter what they say, they're scared of black wealth. They deputize the white people because they know what we are. We are innovative and stuff like that, but it is what it is. They killed us, and I do not understand why they are so scared in their minds that if we have some source of wealth that we're going to change their way of living and it affects them where we'll be better than them but I don't understand Uh, I guess uh, over the weekend national civil rights leaders including Reverend Jesse Jackson and William Barr joined multiple of local faith leaders ordering offering prayers and remarks outside the church since they destroyed when a white mob descended on the prosperous black neighborhood on the prosperous black neighborhood in 1921 burning killing looting and leveling 35 square block area estimating estimates of death range from a dozen to 300 barbara a civil and economic rights activist said he was humbled even to stand on the holy ground you can kill people but you cannot kill the voice of the blood Although the church was nearly destroyed in the massacre, parishioners continued to meet in the basement and it was rebuilt several years later, becoming a symbol of the resilience of Tulsa black community. The building was added to the National Registry of Historical Places in 2018. I do not understand why they hate us so much. I really don't. This is the one thing I do not understand. Because if... They hate us so much. We built the country free from scratch. We built the country for free. And they still want to hold us down. Why is this? Why do they want to hold us down? I have no idea. Someone's going to have to to inform me of why they hate us so much. And I don't understand. Why is this? Uh, because. When. A black community is striving. Everybody thrives. That's how we're built. We're built to help. We're built. We are built to. We are built to thrive and in our community. And I leave you with what I opened with today. Green Lantern. This is what we do. Escape my sight!